Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. I ask you to close your eyes and let's get right into today's message. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for the ministry of worship, Lord, as we lifted praises onto your name, as we gave you glory, gave you honor, as we blessed you, Lord, Father, in our singing, in our prayers, and even in our finances, in our giving. Father, I thank you, Lord, for all of those moments that we have had today, Lord, as we have done so with an open heart. Father, we just ask right now that you may downpour to us as we listen with an open heart. We pray, Lord, that we may be receptive to your words. Speak, heal, restore. Be the voice that guides us in spirit, Lord. We need you. We need you, Lord. We need you, Father. So, Heavenly Father, we open our minds, our ears to hear your voice and your words. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So, so today's, today's message, as we continue talking on uh, the theme of Christmas, you know, I, I wanted to talk to you as if we were talking about a movie, all right? So I, I called, I wanted to, I called this message, The Christmas Movie Part 2. The Christmas Movie Part 2. Is that what it is? Yep, The Christmas Movie Part 2. And that's the, uh, that's going to head theaters. It's going to come out in theaters pretty soon. It's coming soon. Great job, David. Looks official. Good job. Good job. I'll be selling tickets on the way out. But um, so, so, so think about, this is not that this is part two of the message, but it's part two of a movie that I want to share with you. If we go to the book of Acts chapter one, I'm going to read some scriptures and I want you to follow with me. I want you to follow, follow this, um, uh, the script, follow the storyline as, as we start transitioning into part two of this movie. And, and as we're looking at Christmas and, you know, it, it's, it's just that time of the year where people are just so stressed out because of gifts and, 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 and family and visiting and, and, or, or lack thereof. But, but that's not what Christmas is about. And I think we did, we've done a pretty good job at kind of laying that foundation for what Christmas is. So Acts chapter 1, verse 3, I want you to listen to what happened after Jesus' resurrection. During the 40 days after his crucifixion. How many days after the crucifixion? 40. How, listen, you got to listen to the details. All right? So that you can understand what we're talking about, what Christmas is all about, and what Christmas isn't about. So during 40 days after his crucifixion, how many days? 40. He appeared to the apostle to the apostles. From time to time. You can read with me. And he and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about Christmas. He talked to them about church. 
He talked to them about the kingdom of God. So number one, Jesus wanted his disciples to know one thing. Number two, Jesus proved in many ways that he was what? Alive. And while he's alive, going back to the number one, he took advantage of what he wanted them to know. While he's alive, for those 40 days, he took the time to talk to them about what? About what? About what? You're reading it. About what? Now go with me to Acts chapter 1 and we're going to go continue to verse 6 through 11. So then when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, the disciples kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates and times and they're not for you to know but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my my telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem throughout Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth after saying this he was taken up up, up into a cloud while they were watching they could no longer see him they're looking up and up they couldn't see him as they strained to see him rising into heaven two white robed men suddenly stood among them men of Galilee they said why are you standing here staring into heaven Jesus has been taken from you into heaven. But, 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 you should circle that if you have a Bible with you. If you have a Bible app, you should highlight that. But, someday, he, he, he will what? He will what? He will what? From heaven, how? You saw him go. Take, I'm telling you, this is a movie. Okay, we're watching this movie. We're watching this thing. I want you to use your imagination. Use your imagination. It's one of, it's one of the, I like to call them a faculties, that we kind of lose as we become adults. We, we forget to use our imagination. So let's put, put it to use. They are straining to see Jesus go. Two, two dudes show up in robes. And they say, yo, the same way he left, you're going to see him what? Return. Return. Now, the details of heaven, their dates and times, aren't for us to know. We, we haven't been given that, that authority. We haven't been given that assignment to know dates and to know times. In fact, the very own son of God himself, Jesus himself, said I can't answer that and the son himself doesn't have the authority for those details because the son said only the father only the father and I share this because many folks still today are going to spend so much time trying to decode the Bible and its prophecies to try 
and figure end times. Many folk love to spend countless hours on online on YouTube, listening to so-called prophecies and doctors in theology that, that have decoded the end times. And more and more people with their conspiracy theories and their discoveries that you want to send to your pastor, I, I don't care. I won't read them. Because I've learned that Jesus said, those times are not for me to know. Pastor, check it out. No, 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 don't check it out. Come to church on Sunday. And when you come, come on time. <laughs> Service starts at 11. Jesus said these times aren't for us to know. If I haven't been given authority or that assignment to know end times, then what have I been given? What am I to know? I want you to go with me to Mark chapter 1, verses 14, 15. This is Jesus speaking. These are his words. Later on, after John was arrested, his cousin was arrested. His cousin was causing havoc because he was speaking truth and he was speaking truth in a political system and a social system that was going against God's word. His cousin, John, John the Baptist, was actually um, uh, convicted and he was executed um, wrongfully, of course. But but nonetheless, he's 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 arrested, convicted and, you know, and off with the head of John the Baptist. Jesus went into Galilee where he preached, where he preached, where he preached, where he preached, where he preached. God's good news. What did he preach? What did he preach? This was Jesus' message. His message was good news next this is the message this is the message the time promised by God come on read with me the time promised by God the time promised by God this is message again what's next on the kingdom of God is near repent of your sins and believe the good news what is the good news what was the good news let me hear you come on what's the good news huh is that the good news is that the good news eh? is that at last the promised is fulfilled Jesus's message wasn't a message about the coming kingdom. Jesus' message, the one that he called good news, was that the promise by God had come, the kingdom was near. Now, by near, Jesus isn't saying that the kingdom is in route, in route. He's not saying that the kingdom is on its way. But he is saying near as a location. Jesus, given his, Jesus has given his disciples a cue 
as to direction and location. Scarlet Node, if you were to ask me, Scarlet Node, the building, the facility is off of Basin Road near the Wawa. Am I giving you a time or am I giving you a location? Did you get that? Scarlet Note, Scarlet Note, the facility, the building, is off of Basin Road near the Wawa. That's not a time. I'm giving you a location. Are you getting that? Jesus is saying to the disciples, the kingdom is near. Are you following? Are you sure? Are you sure? You got to follow the movie. You got to follow the movie. Jesus wants us to know that he, Jesus, is the fulfillment of God's promised time to humanity. I'm the promise. I'm here. I'm near. Jesus isn't the kingdom, but Jesus is the king of the kingdom. John chapter 18. And, and I want you to listen to the language. I want you to listen to the banter between Jesus and, and, and Pilate. John chapter 18, 33, 37. Then Pilate went back into his headquarters and he called for Jesus to be brought to him. All right? And he, he calls him out. Um, Paul, come over here, Paul. Paul, this is serious. No joking, no comedy. Leave it out, zip it. All right? You'll be Jesus. All right? The big guys are ruling this movie. Then Pilate went back and he calls for Jesus to be brought to him. And he says, are you the king of the Jews? He asked him. You don't have to do anything, but just stay there, bro. Jesus replies. I'm narrating as well. Is this your own question? Or did others tell you about me? Jesus, uh, Jesus got a little sharp mouth, don't he? And he says, I, he goes, am I a Jew? Pilate retorted. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Jesus answered. What did Jesus answer? My kingdom is not an Are you following that? Now, if he said my kingdom, he's being possessive. He's showing who has ownership of this kingdom. Are you following? So he says, my kingdom is not an kingdom. If it were, then my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to the Jewish leaders. Come on, guys. My kingdom. Continue. Pilate said, so you are a king. Jesus responded. Come on, Paul. Jesus responded. You say I am a king. You say I am a king. Continue. Then he said, actually, I was born and came into the world to, to the truth. All who love recognize that what I say is true. Let's give Paul a hand for an amazing job that he did. That was wonderful. Excellent. Thank you for your obedience, Paul. 
Now, what is this truth? And, and who is this truth that Jesus came to the world to testify about? Heaven and hell? End times? Spiritual warfare? Deliverance? Prosperity? Healing? Miracles? What is this truth? What is this truth? Well, John 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. I am the way. And, and no one can come to the Father. Did you hear that? There is no mention there of Muhammad. There is no mention there of Buddha. There is no mention there. Uh, I mean, you name it, you put it right in there. Krishna, you put it right in there. No one can come to the Father except through me. And he calls himself the way, and then he calls himself the truth. You got me? See, if Jesus is the who in the truth, if he is the who in the truth, then what is the truth? that the truth is testifying about. If Jesus is the truth, then what truth is he testifying about? When Jesus speaks, who is speaking? When Jesus speaks, who is speaking? That's a trick question. When Jesus speaks, who's speaking? Let me see if you're paying attention. Who's speaking? When Jesus speaks, who's speaking? We just read it. We just read it. Truth is speaking. Remember that he said about Satan. He said he is the father of all lies, and when he speaks, he speaks of himself. So when Satan speaks, who's speaking? Lie. Lie is speaking. Lies are speaking. Jesus says, no, I'm truth. When I speak, everything I say is what? Truth. Not that it's true, but everything that I say is what? Truth. But what is this truth that he's testifying about? Luke 17, 20, 21. Go with me. One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, man, you guys got to get excited about this stuff. When will the kingdom of God come? And Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. Continue. You won't be able to say, here it is. Whoop, there it is. For kingdom of God. Where's the kingdom of God? Jesus tells his disciples the truth about the kingdom of God. Jesus tells his disciples what the kingdom is. Jesus also tells them where the kingdom is. And he also says, where the kingdom isn't. He says, my kingdom isn't earthly. He establishes that. It's not earthly. Do you know that that's the biggest divide in, 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 in Jewish culture? As I walked through the streets of Israel, and over and over you speak to these amazing, wonderful people that reject Jesus Christ 
as the Messiah because they're still yet waiting for a political figure. Jesus said, my kingdom is not from this place. Now, right before his ascension, before he goes into heaven, Jesus gave his disciples clear instructions as to their assignment. Now, how many know that this would be very important for us to know? If Jesus is going into heaven after spending 40 days after being crucified, right? He resurrects and he hangs out with everybody. Right before he leaves, he gives instructions. And in those instructions, he said, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he said, you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be what? Witnesses. Witnesses. And what is your assignment? What is your assignment? What is your assignment? About? 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 So why do we spend so much time speaking about our faith? Why do we spend so much time talking about our doctrine in our churches? In our programs, we don't speak about Jesus. We don't speak about the King of the Kingdom, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the Jesus didn't say to them, "You're going to tell the people about end times." You're going to tell the people about hell. You're going to tell the people about heaven. You're going to tell the people about prosperity. You're not going to tell the people about church programs, my church, that church, this church, our church. Think about how many churches exist. It is so interesting to see how many denominations walking through the streets of Israel and all claiming to be the, the true faith. Jesus said, I didn't come here to be a faith. I'm a truth. I'm the truth of all. I'm it. It starts with me and it ends with me. And Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses and you're going to be telling the world about me. So who is Jesus? He is what? He is what? Truth. Don't be afraid. Come on. He is what? Truth. Now, what truth, what truth are we sharing? Is he sharing? What is the truth that he's sharing? The kingdom of God. That was it. He was sharing the kingdom. That was the truth. And where is this kingdom? Where is this kingdom? Where is this kingdom? Is it in earth? Is it on earth? Huh? Is it an earthly kingdom? No. But it's where? Among us. It's in you. It's in me. And you know what he called this? Good news. He called that good news. Now let's go to part two of the movie. Are you ready? Are you ready? Luke chapter 17, verse 26 to 30. And I want you to use your imagination. Jesus said these words, when the son of man returns, it will be like in like it was in Noah's day. In those days, the people enjoyed banquets, parties, weddings, right up to the time Noah entered his boat and then the flood came and destroyed them all. The world will be as it was in the days of Lot. 
people went about their daily business eating, drinking, buying, selling, farming, building until the morning. Lot left Sodom. Then fire, burning sulfur, rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Yes. Yes. Yet, listen, this is Jesus' words. Yes, it will be business as usual right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Carrying on. Carrying on. See, if Christmas were a movie, Christmas the movie would have two parts. If you wanted to tell the whole story of Christmas, it's a two-parter. If you only saw part one of the Christmas movie, then you'd have an incomplete story. Jesus is coming to earth by the birth of a virgin girl and born in a manger, living on earth for 33 years, dying on a cross, and then resurrected after his death, hangs around with his peeps for about 40 days, and then he ascends into heaven. That would be part one of the movie this Christmas movie in the first part of the movie he comes quietly he's seen by only a handful of people parents shepherds wise men animals and a stable he, he in the first part of the movie he leaves behind all of his glory in heaven he leaves all of his evidence of royalty he leaves it in the heavens in the first part of the movie, he leaves behind all of his angelic armies. He never used force, wrath, judgment in the first part of the movie. He comes as a loving teacher, loving rabbi. Comes as a sacrificial lamb. In fact, the Bible calls him a scapegoat. He comes to the world as a servant, as a priest. As a mediator, willingly, he turns himself over to be brutally, brutally tortured in the hands of his captors. Somebody say, but. There's part two. There's part two, guys. There's part two. In part two of this Christmas story, this Christmas movie, Things are considerably different. See, if part one of the movie were to, were, were to be directed, it would probably be directed by a mild Stephen King who has directed dramas like Saving Private Ryan, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, E.T. Anybody know any of those movies? Huh? Part two? We're probably play out more like a Quentin Tarantino movie where he directs movies like Kill Bill, The Django, Pulp Fiction. See, both directors, they direct thrillers and action movies, but they clearly have differences in the way they tell stories. And part two of this Christmas movie, the storyline is not as pleasant as the first part. 
especially to those that deny the existing of who Jesus is, those who are unbelievers, those that willingly reject the Son. When Jesus returns the second time around, and I hope you're using your imagination, he won't be coming in silence. He won't be coming as humble as the first time. In fact, the Bible says that he will be preceded by the sound of loud trumpets. Everywhere in the world, they will know that Jesus is coming. And when he comes the second time around, the Bible says that he is coming down in great power and glory. Think about that. The first time, no splendor. No one knew. You're trying to figure it out. The second time, you're going to know who's coming. I'm going to give you just a few scriptures of over a hundred scriptures that detail and depict the details of his return. I'm just going to give you a few because things get a little gory. And I don't want to ruin the Christmas spirit because I want you to have a jolly, jolly Christmas. Matthew chapter 24, verse 30. And then at last, this is Jesus. The sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens. And there will be deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with, with, come on guys, with, with, God, is that scripture up? No. And there will be deep mourning among other people of earth. There's another one. No. No, it's not up. Okay, so I got all animated. But it finishes and it says, it will be coming with power and great glory. First Thessalonians, you got that one? You got that one? Okay, because I scratched out so many scriptures because I, I had so many. I got excited when I was putting this together and then I remembered that all right, Bert. No, is that First Thessalonians? Yes. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven. Come on, guys, wake up with with the what? With what? With a what? With the voice of the archangel, and with the with the with the call of first. The Christians who have died will rise from first. The Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. forever. How many know that that's dramatic? Are, are you using your imagination? That's dramatic. And you'll be able to see it. I, I, you know that I went to, when I was in Israel, and I'm going to step out of the, the frame here. Everywhere we went, everywhere we went, everywhere, I mean, you could see people just, just capturing everything, capturing everything. Capturing everything. And then they would capture it and then they would flip the phone, 
to make sure. You see it? I captured it. Now I'm in the shot. Think about these images. Captivating. Revelations chapter 6. I watched as the lamb broke the sixth seal. And there was a there was a earthquake. The sun became as dark as black cloth. And the moon became as red as blood. Continue. Then the stars of the sky. Then the stars of the sky, they fell to the earth like green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind. The sky was rolled up like a scroll and all of the mountains and islands please tell me that that doesn't sound pretty dramatic use your imagination to try to put an image of what this is going to be like Jesus has fulfilled hundreds and hundreds of prophecies thus far and now all of this is still left to be fulfilled for us to experience Romans chapter 14 verse 11 for the scriptures say as surely as I live says the Lord listen when he first came the first time, his knees bent to serve us all. Even for those that rejected us. When he came down the first time, his knee bent to serve us all. But when he comes again, scriptures say, every knee will bend, will bend, will bend to me. And every tongue will confess and give praise to God. Can you see it? Pastor, what can I do to be ready for my role in this, this, this movie? Matthew chapter 24, verse 42. Listen to this. this Jesus' words. Matthew 24, I got it. Thank you very much. So you too must keep watch for you don't know. Stop. You know who's speaking here? Jesus, the one who's coming back. And you know what he's saying? Keep watch because you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Continue. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must. You also must. You also must. Man, how much time are we spending wasting, wasting time away 
doing things that do not make you ready for his return. Yet you spend so much time, time just wasting away, not being ready. Are we, am I sucking the joy out of Christmas? Okay, okay. For the Son of Man will come. When will he come? And remember that he said that when he comes, when he comes, you know what he said about us? He said we're going to be partying. We're going to be going to banquets. We're going to be in weddings. We're just going to be, it's just going to be business as usual. And then his return. So how do we get ready? You know, the calamity that awaits the world comes as a consequence of willfully rejecting and denying Jesus. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, 33, Jesus said these words. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly, where? Where? I will also acknowledge before my Father. Continue. Come on. There's the condition. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny. I want you to stand to your feet. Did you, clear, did you get that clear image? I want you to go home. If you're bored and you, you, you know, you're, you're trying to kick around, try and watch some YouTube videos, or Netflix or Prime, or let me, watch some, let me hear some, watch some sports or something. And, or you just want to say, you know what, I want to read a little into more of this stuff. Read it. It's in your scripture. It's in the Bible. Read it. In uh, January, February, and March, I am going to be spending some time here on Tuesday nights just having Bible study where we're going to go through the Bible and we're going to learn scriptures together. See some of you grow from where you are to where God wants you to be. I'm going to give you the time where this is going to happen. There will be no singing. There will be no praying. There's not going to be a prophetic time where I'm going to speak prophecy. No, I'm not doing that. We're going to go through scripture. We're going to read and we're going to learn together. This will be an opportunity for you to ask questions and for us to grow and learn together. But all of this stuff is here. It's, in, it's, in, it's, it's, in, it's there for you to read. And I, I say this because our families have become divided. The treatment, the, the treatment of parents in the hands of children the way husbands speak to their wives and the way the wives speak to their husbands neglecting that he is coming when you least expect it you don't have time to fool around Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, then you will be saved. So you heard Jesus say, hey, 
You reject me in public on earth, I reject you in the presence of my Father in heaven. Jesus said those words. So with all eyes closed, all eyes closed, all eyes closed, I want you to kind of do a recap of your days here on earth, here in 2022. Think about your days. Think about your investment, times invested. Think, think about your involvement. Think about the readiness for this great moment. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.